When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Boy, great to have you company on Dwayne's World. He was a top-class cricketer and he has become one of the top-class coaches in international cricket and he's had a pretty tough year as coach of the Melbourne Stars, Dave Hussey. So let's have a chat with Dave and find out whether it's just luck that's gone wrong or whether there's some other things that have been floating around. Dave, welcome to the program. Firstly, the circumstance not great. You've got a couple of games to come and it hasn't quite gone for you, but uh, have you assessed your year? Uh, a poor year, Dwayne, but uh, thank you and um, thanks for that introduction. It was lovely. Uh, yeah, poor year by our standards. Uh, unfortunately, luck has deserted us again, but um, we've got two big games to go, one in Brisbane on uh, Sunday and then we play the Thunder here again so the Tuesday, Wednesday next week. So we want to finish off on a high and uh, try and uh, spoil a few um, finals aspirants, uh, their, their final aspirations, I guess. And when you do write your notes down for the post-season meeting, which no doubt you will have, uh, well, I suppose point one is you're going to ban all barbecues, so you won't <laughs> get the... <laughs> because injury has cost you and not having Glenn Maxwell has been huge. But... Um, what, what has been written down? What do you think are some of the things that are fixable that have happened this year? Uh, in the middle of the batting, that's probably been the, uh, the thing that we're going to be highlighting the most throughout the, uh, the off-season. Uh, the previous season was all about taking early wickets, and we rectified that by signing Luke Wood and, uh, and Trent Bolton and keeping Nathan Cook on the park for, for many of the seasons. So that, that was a plus, that's a positive. But our middle of the batting and, and end of finishing batting uh, has probably cost us uh, not, not being able to chase targets down, gettable targets get down. Uh, one of the MCG against the Renegades in one of Marvel Stadium really really hurts and, and hits home hard. But there, we're just going to rectify that. And, and injuries have played a, played a part, but um, we don't really want to dwell on the injuries to get better and more quickly because we're in a, a, a club that's going to be successful for, for a very long time. So you mentioned you're not chasing well. So do you actually have that as a big alert and say, well, we better not chase. If we win the toss, uh, we better off batting first and second. Or do you not sort of jump at that shadow? How have you faced that torturous decision this year? No, we don't jump at the shadow. We uh, Every game is an opportunity to get better. And unfortunately, we're found lacking in, in a couple of the chases uh, going forward. But... Um, we've just got to get better and more quickly and uh, find out different uh, strategies that are going to work for different individuals. And at the moment, we're uh, probably focusing on, on too far ahead rather than just uh, staying on the, staying at the moment and, and what's required at the, at the time. So the game against the Renegades at the Marvel was a prime example. We went at a 21 or 24 balls with, with six wickets in the shed and we couldn't get that on, on ball, um, yeah, which is probably an experience thing, but also uh, um, just not reading the situation more quickly. Did you have a post-game meeting after that loss? Because... You know, to watch it unfold as a viewer, um, you know, as, as good as it was to, to, you know, have Aaron Finch captaining in, in the microphone, it was hard to see your guys' faces because you, you knew that you, you had it won. 
Yeah, we did. We had a one, and maybe we got carried away, a bit of complacency, because 21 of 24 with six wickets in the shed, uh, you're generally going to win that nine games, nine and a half games out of ten. And yeah, we did have a, a post-game uh, meeting, we have them all the time, and then we had another review uh, prior to the Brisbane Heat game, and it's all about improving and how to get better, and what was discussed is uh, where the game went wrong and, and what can we do differently in, in order to uh, win these games uh, going forward. Um, we've got a young, young batting squad uh, who are learning off some of the better players in the world, and uh, it was a good discussion, good frank discussion, and um, yeah, pretty much getting back down to basics of uh, getting bat on ball and, and getting the investment on strike. And your decision to take the power surge when you did, I mean, you're presuming wickets weren't going to fall from it, but they did? Yes, um, that was a discussion out in the field at the 10-over mark. Uh, it was a really hot night, and, and Joe uh, Joe Clark was pretty much cooked at the time, so he just wanted to uh, sort of try and get 25, 30 off the power play and um, and then just sort of cruise on home and win in the 16th over. But also, strategy-wise, it forced uh, the Renegades to uh, bring back their best bowler in Cam Richardson and, and only leaving him one at the end. So hopefully we could uh, nullify his uh, position in the game going, going forward. And Unfortunately, the, the power play or the surge, I should say, uh, probably didn't go to plan, and we lost a couple of wickets uh, with, with Hilton Carwright getting out in the very last or uh, second last ball of that, that uh, surge. Uh, didn't really help the situation, but we've clawed our way back in, and to be back on top, and like I said before, 21 off 24, you're going to win those games uh, nine and a half times out of ten, and unfortunately, the Renegades are held firm and uh, yeah, stopped us winning the game. All right, enough about that. What, what are the positives you're going to take out of it, apart from winning these last two games against... The heat and thunder. The positives have been our power plays. Uh, we're probably equal top in the in the power plays. Uh, I think we've lost uh, 11 wickets um, and scored 330 runs prior to the Brisbane uh, Heat game, and which is uh, uh, equal top with the Hobart Hurricanes. So that's probably been the positives. The negatives are the middle order and lower order batting, which just shows the the reliance or the heavy reliance we have on Maxwell, Joe Burns, and, and Marcus Thornis to uh, to get us to competitive targets. But um, our bowling and fielding has been very good. Um, but we really need to tidy up a few areas. Like when the game's on the line, we, we seem to be missing, missing uh, crucial runouts or dropping catches at the, at the wrong time, so, which has been costly uh, right at the very end of the games. Can I ask you where you see Adam Zampa in the pecking order of Australian um, spin bowling? Because there are some that... I know he doesn't play a lot of red ball cricket, but there are some that believe that if he got a gig in red ball cricket, he'd be damn good at it, especially you know the second reincarnation of Adam Zampa with a red ball. Where are you on the whole pecking order of Test cricket and Zampa's standing? Yeah, I played a, a red ball shield game uh, for New South Wales against Victoria at the Junction over just prior to the Big Bash starting. And he bowled particularly well. And I think all reports from, or the communication from uh, McDonald and, and George Bailey that he, he was going to be going to India. And then, uh, unfortunately, for, for Adam, um, I don't think he got the nod. But personally, oh, I think he would do an, an excellent job um, too dissimilar to an Anil Kumble who was a fine bowler for India for many a year um, in India, um, but purely a subcontinental uh, selection, and I think he would have done a great job. But it would seem with his um, his snub, I guess you could say, he's uh, probably his Test cricket or Test aspirations have probably passed him by. So, regardless of whether you think a right arm or left arm or off spin or leg spin needs to be added, you just think for pure skill, Adam Zampa should be in India. Well, I, personally, I do, yeah, but I'm a little bit biased as well because he's part of the Melbourne mm. Stars. But uh, the skill set there is he bowls fast, he bowls uh, good, good overspin, he can turn it both ways, um, and he really attacks the stump. So pretty much every every time he bowls the ball, uh, the batsman's playing or and brings in the close fielders in the play. So 
offerings, LBW, caught behind, caught that page into play, bold. Um, so, yeah, many, many different dismissals are in play. And um, I thought if he had got the nod and, and got given a, a, an opportunity to play test cricket in India, I don't think he would have uh, would have shamed himself at all. I think he would have done exceptionally well. Where are you at with, if they do bring in uh, a draft for Australian players heading into next year's BBL? It was talked about a little bit. Alistair Dobson was on SEN. Um, if you've got a player that's been playing with you for a number of years, there'll be compensation for you to have first choice. But where would you be at with a draft for Australian players? All for it, uh, Dwayne. Um, the overseas players currently, uh, I think they've made the big bash this year and, and just getting the Australian players back playing um, in, in the big bash, I think that'll just uh, take the tournament talent and the games that have been played to a new level. Like uh, Steve Smith scored 100 the other night against the Adelaide Strikers and I thought that was just wonderful. And what it does do is actually uh, allows the, the domestic players to spend some time with the Australian players and that elevates their games uh, to a new level as well. So all uh, the, the, the best of Australian players playing in the big bash. And would you have would you have them being able to be drafted by another state or have big money being paid for them so they get lured elsewhere? Well, see, this is the interesting one. Uh, you as a domestic player get to choose where you want to play. Uh, it's, a, it's a free market, I guess you could say, and you can go to the highest bidder or you can stay at home for a, a, a decent contract, whereas if you have, an overseas, if you have a, a domestic draft for the uh, CA players, CA contracted players, um, they don't get the right for free agency. So I think some tinkering goes on there. But personally, I just love the Australian players to be playing in the Big Bash because I truly believe it's one of the best T20 uh, competitions in the world. And are you worried that with the other competitions sort of encroaching a bit, South Africa's players have gone home to play in their competition, that it might be detrimental to our cause? Or do you think this year's Big Bash has been phenomenal to the point that it's going to become the, the growth factor that we hoped it would and players will simply want to come here more often and play longer here? Yeah, so that's the interesting discussion point. How do you fit in the South African uh, T20 League, the UAE T20 League and the Big Bash all at the same time and, and international cricket too? So the schedule over the Christmas and January period is, is quite jam-packed. So I think the administrators really need to sit down in the room and negotiate a, a fair window for, for everybody. But out of those three tournaments, I've been watching them all um, and I truly believe that the Big Bash is far superior. But... Um, it's, it's also a long tournament as well, so you can't blame any overseas player that, that wants to play a little bit in, in Australia over the Christmas period and then head off to uh, to cash in in the South African League or the UAE League as well. Dave, great to have a chat to you. Good luck in your last two games against the Heat and the Thunder. Let's hope you finish strong and uh, you can take something out of this season. I really appreciate your time and a lot of texts are coming through from Stars fans. Pretty happy to have heard your explanation on a few things as well. So we all appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Wayne. Take care. David Hussey joining us. Your thoughts on all of that? one 736 is the open line number and it's brought to us by Werribee Kia, awarded National Kia Car Dealer of the Year. Werribee Kia makes buying cars easy. You can drop down and see David and Janan and Aid and Jim and the whole team at Werribee Kia. They'd love to see you if you're in the market for a new or used car. We'll take a break. Back to your calls and texts next on Dwayne's Well.